you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Macron tap to help us navigate the show. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you listening to this Gumbo Friday. This is um, a recap. Um, this is what we do on Fridays. We take a look back at the week. Uh, sometimes, every now and again, we'll introduce some new stories, which turn it into a Monday. But but for the most <laughs> part, we try to recap, um, yeah. remind you of what we talked about, and then just open the phone lines uh, for those of you who were listening but found it difficult to get in and uh, to chime in on some of the content. So we're, we're going to be really intentional about today, and our desire is to simply recap and then hear from you because I think – that um, we covered a lot of ground this week and having two guests this week really did not allow for us to open the phone lines. Yeah. Um, and some people would say, well, how is that different from when you don't have guests? <laughs> I don't know why you we people don't like me. Lines. I don't know why these people have such a problem with me. <laughs> why are you always coming for Who me? are those people? Um, the people that I make up and then debate. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> the people that I just make up <laughs> and then have an issue with and then debate them. Uh, because of the fun that is involved in that. Anyway, but let's recap the week. So we started out um, on Monday interviewing Dr. Justin A. Bailey, Mm -hmm. who um, has authored the book Interpreting Your World. And uh, we surveyed or we discussed the intersection of theology and culture. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was a great conversation. Those are a couple of my um, my favorite topics, uh, looking at theology and then also looking at culture. Yeah. And um, and one of the things that I thought was really important in that discussion was when he talked about uh, investigation and then he talked about, oh, my goodness, what is investigation? And then and uh, oh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the word. Investigation. I had I and then, uh, uh, um, man, when you go to confront or go, exactly. go to go to. Oh, man, he's like, that's why you guys fail my class. <laughs> that's why if it's a if it's a test, that's why you guys fail fail the class i can flip through my notes you might say that then, it's not open book it's something with another asian because otherwise it wouldn't evaluation it wouldn't, uh, no. that's it, it that's was it evaluation that's it yeah I, i'm pretty sure yeah. i'm going with that it's like, it's like the blind leading the blind i'm going with that is that the answer you got i'm going with that answer right. um if that's not the answer then we'll both be wrong and i feel a little bit better about that <laughs> So anyways, um, but, you know, one of the things that came to my mind, and I think he may have even used this as an example, Mm -hmm. um, Paul at Areopagus, where, you know, he uh, confronts these great thinkers, they who gathered to hear other babblers, you know, just what what are people (laughs) talking about? And so brilliant is this um, this investigation, right, or this observation of their culture and that they're a religious group of people. But then the. I guess the evaluation of the culture and um, and I would describe this as inserting the gospel. Mm-hmm. It happens 
in Acts chapter 17. I think too often when we talk about the intersection of theology and culture, we think that we're supposed to be so super relevant um, as it pertains to the culture that we don't really try to get to the gospel or we're not right. really found judging that culture. And then you'll even have people who will use Acts chapter 17. They'll say, look, this is what Paul did. Like he was being super relevant. You know, he was there and he he used uh, things that would be meaningful to them, like right. as a starting point. But he didn't leave them there. And it's right. so evident. And, and, and I just want to bring this into the discussion here because I think it's so important for us to recognize that as we observe culture and we attempt to be relevant, meaning that we are presenting the gospel to them mm -hmm. in a way that they can understand, it doesn't mean that you hold back right. the gospel, that you don't present the gospel. And so in Acts chapter 17, um, I'll start at verse 23, the apostle Paul saying, for as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. <laughs> What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. So it starts there where he begins where they are, but then he actually says, okay, but here is who God is. Right. And then he goes on to explain the God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needs anything or as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And then he continues on going back to the beginning that God is the creator. But before he wraps up this conversation, he skips to the end. And he also points to the fact that God has appointed a time for judgment. Mm. Verse 30 says the times of ignorance God overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this, he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Mm. So you have a very culturally relevant moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like mm -hmm. Paul is in that space. Yeah. There's so many people who are like, if I could just get in that space, <laughs> you know, they're, He's you there. know, right, right. <laughs> Here is Paul. Paul is right. in the, that space that everybody craves yes. because they feel like if they have a bigger platform, if they can talk to more people, then they can make much of Jesus. And what we find in culture today is that people do get into that space. I'm using my air quotes but they don't make much of Jesus. Mm. Like they, they have these platforms that increase and the culture recognizes them mm -hmm. and the culture comes calling. But then once they get there, it's like they just cannot bring it home. Like they cannot yeah. drive home the message or even understand the purpose for which they initially asked to be in that space. But the apostle Paul does just that. He starts with their, as, um, as Dr. Bailey would have called it, he starts with their cultural artifacts he starts with the things that are that are true um, as far as they understand it. And then he brings absolute truth mm -hmm. into that conversation. He points to Jesus Christ. So he starts in the beginning identifying who God is, that he is the creator. Yeah. He is not to be um, he is not an idol. He is not um, some some temple that you find yourself in. No, this is this is not the creator. God, he goes back to the beginning to identify God. Then he says, there is coming a day where this God is going to judge the world, mm. but there is a way for you to escape that judgment mm. that you turn to his son, Jesus Christ. So that is a complete picture. And I'm paraphrasing a lot here. What well, we just read it. That's a complete picture of the gospel with the starting point, the culture. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's and look, that's what, that was my question for our guest, you know, because I think a lot of times you can get caught up into like um, the relational aspect or the friendship evangelism type thing, you know, which I believe you shouldn't you shouldn't see people as projects and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That that there should be a genuine uh, uh, genuineness to uh, talking with people and and trying to lead them to Christ. But at the same time, it can it could be a setup for not really getting to the to that. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's mm-hmm. important that we, in our efforts to um, be friendly, which we should yeah. be, you know, that we also remember the ultimate mission is like, man, we want to see people receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we don't talk about it or we never get to and we just kind of hang out all the time, you know, and it's not true uh, uh, evangelism or discipleship happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think we're missing it, you know. Yes. And but. The way that the um the culture has been, I mean, and I'm meaning the church culture for for a while now has been, you know, well, you know, we get to it, we get to it, but we're just kind of hanging out, you know. So we, we just kinda, stay in the realm yeah, of investigation. We're, yeah, we're we're investigating, you know, yeah. forever and ever yeah. and ever. We never yes. really get and, to those and hard feel conversations. Very comfortable there. Yeah, exactly yes. right. Exactly. Yes. And 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 you were right. Is investigation to evaluation. Um, how right. do we evaluate Praise that God. culture? Um, <laughs> but but you know it's amazing though because in this evaluation, uh-huh. just looking at the Act Seventeen model, which I think a lot of people who attempt to be culturally relevant would like to draw some of their um, practices from. Mm-hmm. In this Act Seventeen model, man, the evaluation involves a clear sort of like um, what's the word I want to use? I don't know if I want to say accusation that that could work here, but. The Apostle Paul clearly identifies that, hey, you're what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you you are you believe that you are worshiping God, but you are not. Let mm-hmm. me introduce you to who God is. Mm-hmm. And I think that in our current cultural climate, that just doesn't fly for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like we we still are very tempted to let people be safe and comfortable in their own assertions, like yeah. what they believe. In. And so anyway, you, you got to you got to like close the deal, so to speak, <laughs> if, if you're saying that you want to be um, you want to be culturally relevant mm-hmm. and you are praying these prayers. And, and look, and let me just say this. There are so many people who have these various platforms. There are so many people who have these various ministries mm-hmm. where their prayer and their heart's desire is that the Lord would grow that influence. And they would even say things like for your glory, for your because mm-hmm. here's what I mm-hmm. but but really be comforted that the Lord truly knows, yeah. right? He truly knows. And so let the Lord refine you and truly give you the integrity that as he grows your platform, should you decide to do that, mm-hmm. that you will really use it for his glory. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who cloak prayers of, you know, God mm-hmm. advance your kingdom, that mm-hmm. they just want to be famous. Nah. They just they just want people <laughs> to know their names. Like, yeah. can you just, yeah. like, seriously. Yeah. And I'm, you know, so comfortable. I don't care if people are mad at me. You know that that's the truth, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I mean, only hit dogs yelp. So, like, if it's not you, then you're not going to yell. But if that's you, what I'm saying is the clear warning mm-hmm. is that when you go into these places and these spaces, because now with social media, there are so many avenues and, and ways for people to, quote, unquote, get the message out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what we find is that people are increasingly not getting the message out. They are mm. getting their message out, right? Wow. Like it's, yes. it's what they have created. And so anyway, that's, that's my little soapbox presentation there. Okay. On day two, 
on Tuesday, we talked with our brother Troy Duell, who's mm. the founder of Centurion Labs, and uh, we discussed health defense and yes. this regimen that he uh, suggested for us to build strong immune systems. Yes. And also he gave a listener code for everyone who was listening and went back to listen to yes. the podcast awesome. if you wanted to take advantage of some of those supplements. Um, we don't have to just live in decline, physically speaking. And the code was, was it radio? It was. Okay. It was. I didn't know if I could say it again today. I, I felt well, like that well, might have been excessive. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's like when, it's, it's when like... people say, here's your here's your special <laughs> discount code, well, and you I go mean, give it to all of your friends and family. Well, like, just, I don't know if I could do it Let's just say what happened was too. people went back and listened to the show, and they were, you know. They got the, are you, they got, they wait, got the are podcast. you saying, are you saying, did you say, let's just say, <laughs> Will the Great? That's what happened. I'm going to change your name to Will the Just Okay. You can't nah, say, nah, let's that's, that's just what, say. That's what happened. People listened to the, you know, the podcast but and the, what? They, that would be true if that were all that happened. <laughs> but if we announced the code again today, hey, they are listening, I mean, they would I mean, be I'm listening to the podcast. Like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> You are the man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, we just got out of out of pocket here. Oh sorry. man, I mean, this, you know, this is real life. Trying to, trying to help, <laughs> no, it's help the listeners. It doesn't out. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And this, There's yeah, no justification go. for that. Yeah. Anyway, it's your moment of uh, what, what is what does uh, Abe say? Uh, polluted compassion. Polluted <laughs> compassion. You're doing the right thing the wrong way, or something. Which that's the wrong thing. Oh. Abe would say. Anyway, uh, everyone who wrote down that code was like, but I ain't mad at him. I, let, let the man minister. They just wrote down the code. You can't just. God bless you, brother Troy. Brother Troy is like, oh man, they're using. Yeah, they're, they heard. What's the, the word I want to? You're like, Go man, ahead. people really caught the podcast. Huh? They're, <laughs> they're using that code in perpetuity. Is that the word that I want to use? I, don't know. I think that's what it means. Uh, forever, uh, <laughs> forever. They're using that code. I. They're look. Let me tell you. There are some people, especially those extreme couponers, which they've, you can't coupon like you used to be able to coupon. Oh, man, how, how are we going to the break? I haven't even gotten to the rest of the week. Well. All right. Anyway, <laughs> extreme couponers were like, it's six years past expiration. Let's try it. <laughs> it's like, dude. It might work. This expired, <laughs> this expired in 1998. But still. Oh, it's, you can't uh, use it anymore. All yeah. right. Uh, anyway, so next year we'll have people using the code radio. Like oh, I said to, it again. I feel like we try to do that. Z. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yesterday you talked about, I'm, this is so unfair to you, knowledge and understanding. Oh, In 30 yeah. seconds, it was, it was no, you can't recap. It's Wednesday. Oh, yeah. man, that's right. Today yeah. is Thursday. Yeah. No, today's Friday. Oh, today's Friday. I mean, come on now. Well, we might have to go to break now, so. This is Aaron <laughs> the Addisons on American Family Radio, the Friday edition. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Hazakim with Strong Tower. It's the Friday edition of the program recap and, and some fresh stuff, but we got to move quicker because I want to make sure we open the phone lines because I want to get yes. our listeners' comments on what we've talked about throughout this week. Somebody in our chat, um, our online chat, said 
that everyone should go outside and wave to China. <laughs> get, get out on your front, front yard. Get out on your... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so oh, in case man. we have listeners who are unfamiliar with what is going on, um, maybe because TikTok is being exposed, China's like, well, we, we can't, oh, give, yeah? up. We can't right. give up our U.S. surveillance that easily. You want to shut down what, TikTok? What, what's well, going just, on? Just yeah, what's going on? Like, how, how did they even let that get over here? Like, I don't know. Here's the story from Fox News. Uh, U.S. officials on Friday <sighs> disputed claims from the People's Republic of China that a Chinese surveillance balloon detected over the northern United States was oh a civilian goodness. airship that had blown off course. We don't know. We don't know. Just a huge gust. <laughs> like old, <laughs> old man winter. <laughs> and it just blew. What's inside and then there of that balloon? Anyway, COVID twenty three. All right, <laughs> man, like what they doing? <laughs> man, you know, <laughs> I'm like, man. First, you Stop know, it. <sighs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Because now, if it pops, everyone oh, will no. be afraid to be Stay outside. Inside. You know, one will want to breathe the air. This is you, crazy. Okay. okay, I'm sorry that uh, my husband is an alarmist. Um, here we go. <laughs> A senior U.S. <clears throat> by the by the way, the nineteen was not for the year. Well, okay? I mean, I, I don't think. I don't think was. It? <laughs> I think it was. Maybe it was because it, was it didn't for the start night. to like. Oh, was it for the year nineteen? I, I don't know, but twenty three. Oh, COVID twenty three. How ignorant can we be? There are some people right now who are so mad. I can tell you one brother in particular who is writing us a strongly worded email. He loves when we miss it. Praise is limited, but when we miss it, oh. let me bang. I wish I could bang on my. I wish I had those raised keys so you could really. No, it's I like think he, it was for nineteen. Has a typewriter. For okay. Anyway, go ahead. Maybe so. So then yeah. it's COVID. So it's COVID twenty three. Yes. You're right. Okay, Inside I'm that sorry. balloon. I didn't. All right. Well, that's not true. Please. <laughs> I, I'm dear. playing. Okay. I'm, I'm playing. You I don't know what's playing, inside. I don't know. But there what, are people. Yeah. I know. Who, I don't know what's inside that balloon. I don't know. Okay. Thank you so much. You have to say that because <laughs> people trust us, and unless you're absolutely clear that you're joking, you know. I'm joking. Which I don't I'm know what's inside the balloon. Now. I don't think people really believe that it's COVID-23 in there. <laughs> a senior <laughs> U.S. defense official told Fox News that the balloon was launched from mainland China. Wow. The Pentagon does not believe that this was a weather balloon that flew off course. I don't There was either. no force majeure. Like, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Nothing force. that made it go off course. <laughs> right. Okay. That caused the Chinese surveillance balloon to enter U.S. airspace as China's foreign ministry spokesperson had claimed the balloon is currently flying 60,000 feet, which is uh, flying at 60,000 feet, which is higher than most U.S. warplanes uh, or aircraft can fly. Multiple Republican lawmakers and former President Trump, who declared his candidacy for president in 2024 uh, in November, have called on President Biden to shoot it down. Mm. Shoot it down. Send it down. It doesn't repeat like that. Oh. It doesn't repeat like that, but I feel that's how I hear it when it's coming from uh, President Trump. Shoot it down. Shoot it it's down. Like from it's China. Tri- China. <laughs> China. Here's the thing, though. Okay. You don't need the Pentagon. You just need the balloon to hover over Mississippi or Arkansas. That's right. Georgia. It'll get shot down down here. We'll take care of it. <laughs> we'll take care of it. You guys, guys you, you want some intel? Oh, man. <laughs> 
But we it did. might have COVID-23 in it. We might not want to We shoot don't that care. Down. We do not care. You know why? Supplements. <laughs> <laughs> Zinc. Quercetin. Oh, my. <laughs> Copper. And so we're like, shoot it down. We got it. We can take it. We, guys, I love us in the South, okay? This, this is who we are, and we all accept it. We'll, we'll dance in the dust because, hello, elderberry. Boop, right. boop, boop. I got a brother okay. who will sorry, shoot it down. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of his priors, don't identify him. Um, all right. Hey, listen, it's Friday, yes. and we want to yes, make sure to Friday. bring our listeners in. I hope That's that right. I hope that people are laughing with us more than so at too. us, and that this <laughs> makes them feel a little bit better getting to the end of the week. No, right. I, I do. I, I think we should keep a keep an eye on what's going on with Man, the surveillance balloon, and it's from China. Like that in itself. Yeah, is no, no, like, no. It's definitely like what it's from. Yeah, uh, you know I, the story that I was reading before the one I just read to you zoomed in on it, and it actually had a sticker that said "Made in China." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm going to be here just until the end of the show, guys. But uh, that's funny. I don't care who you are. Can you imagine if they zoom in on it and it's got that little sticker that leaves a residue and try to take it off your mug? You want to give it as a gift? Mm, mm, mm. Wow. I I just can't believe that that kind of thing would make it over here. Like, like what? I I just never heard of that before. I can tell you this, though. I I can say this without, I don't, I'm not even concerned that somebody would challenge me on this Mm -hmm. at all. I could tell you this. If, a different president were in office. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't not be so any much. balloons no. flying over. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, my goodness! And, right. and and I would, I would, I would, I believe. Okay, I think you're right about that. He wouldn't. That. He wouldn't even have to bother the Pentagon. Just call up a couple of friends, um, and just be yeah. like, "Hey, listen, we got this balloon situation. Yeah, go, There's go a sticker that, that says made in China. Handle that for us. Okay, no problem. Man. And then in time to be back and hunting." Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. On Wednesday, yes. well, the great. You talked about knowledge and understanding. We got to yeah. move quickly. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. How yes. just all three that we need. But I focus more on wisdom. But you know how uh, man God God desires for us to have wisdom. How to apply the knowledge we have. We can't just have knowledge alone or even understanding. But all three. You know because we have to know how to apply uh, the the knowledge that we have. You know. And yeah. so I, my constant prayers for wisdom. And uh, that I would be a sagacious person, and Amen. you know, just so we just talked about um, about wisdom and the, and the value of it, and the value of knowledge and understanding as well. So. Yeah, so good. I know you also talked about music and the importance huh. of knowing yes. the kind of music that our kids are listening to. Yes, and why it's important to introduce uh, godly music to our kids. Yes, because yeah. this assumption that they are going to listen to the kind of music that we listen to. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's some generations who would say that, you know, why can't I just understand? Why can't you just listen to this? Mm. And 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 the simple answer to that may be the same reasons that you didn't listen to the same music that your parents. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. so and anyway, I think I think yeah. we are naive to to think that our children are not listening to <laughs> uh, rap music and things like that. Uh, it just may not be Christian rap. And if you're That's OK with that, I'm like, oh, you know, but there there are uh, alternatives and and I say alternatives, I mean good ministry uh, alternatives, you know, yeah. for uh, what's out there in the world. You don't have to listen to that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's one thing I want to do is just highlight, you know, on some of the Wednesday shows, uh, not only uh, ministries from around the country, and I have a couple that I'm lining up now uh, just to talk about what they're doing in their cities and stuff like that, but also artists uh, so you can hear from them. 
And then, you know, you can look into their music and, and see if this is something that you want to give out to your children or your grandchildren. So good. Or for yourself. You know, it's yeah, not just limited good. to children. So, One yeah. of the things, I'll say this, let me open the phone lines and then we'll, we'll look at what yesterday's uh, show topic was. Uh, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can talk about anything that we've discussed this week. Um, or maybe that we didn't discuss, but we've got to be well-versed in it. So just give you that as a disclaimer, 888-589-8840. Back to the music point, one of the things I really appreciate about what you have done, Will the Great, see I put the great back on there now (laughs) for this topic, um, (laughs) has really been to care not only that the label on the music is Christian, Mm -hmm. but you've really pressed our family to listen closely to the music um, even as it's coming from Christians, to make sure that it's theologically sound, that is biblically accurate. And that has been your conviction for a very, very long time. In yeah. fact, I would say that you introduced me to that type of scrutiny in music, like to just because it's Christian yeah. and the beat sounds good, yeah. Um, yeah. to really listen and, to, and really to, listen. to hold Christians to a high account for, you know, what they present with their art. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important. You know, because uh, you can't just go off of how it sounds like, you know, sonically or whatever. But uh, it's kind of like what we talked about on that show when we looked at the different uh, worship songs and things like that. You know, um, I I think it's important because it's teaching us something, you know. That's right. And so um, there there may be excuse me, some artists out there who have maybe one song and it's like, oh, you know, so there's some nuances to it. I wouldn't throw everybody out just because, you know, one Unless it's an egregious like yeah. <laughs> song or whatever, but yeah. I mean, you have to take time to do it. Like it's not something I don't commit. I don't give my children, you know, all Christian rappers or all Christian artists, you know, or whatever. Like it's certain ones that I feel like, man, these these are solid, and I want them to yeah. hear this one. And so I'm hoping that they would gain that knowledge and be able to for themselves look at the music, listen to the music, and be able to identify what's solid and what's not. Yeah, no, that's so good. That's so good. And and I think our kids have grown to appreciate that. And because of these conversations, coupled with the practice of introducing certain Christian artists to them, not all Christian artists are just accepted the same because they have that yeah. title, I really think that it has taught them to discern so that when they hear Christian artists who are a little bit kind of weak and watered, they know that. They recognize that. It's like, uh, that's kind of like cotton candy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not really saying anything right. of eternal value. There are a lot of Christian rappers who just want to rap about what they have and what they do. Yeah, and, like, I, and I mentioned to you how J.D., I was in the car with him, and we were listening to an artist, and he, he looked over at me and said, man, that, you know, some of the artists who are making a lot of money and stuff like that, Christian artists offer their music, they're not as solid as these people that we're listening to who yeah, are who unknowns, unknown. yeah. you know? And I'm like, yeah, there's a reason for that because a, a lot of times they feel like they have to compromise or water some some things down to make it, you mm. know? And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, artists who are not big per se would get the encouragement, you know, from the body of Christ to know, like, no, stay on course, stay on course. Yeah. You don't have to do all of that to, you know, stay on course, you know? And that's so why we good. need the local church around our artists as well you know it shouldn't shouldn't just be out there you know they should be plugged into the body of christ Mm -hmm. to the local assembly and have oversight that's right that's right sound theology and oversight accountability Mm -hmm. uh in the ministry that is their music yes excuse me yesterday we discussed 
um, the real battles that we're facing. Mm. As we see violence, I was looking at a couple stories even today um, mm. that I just thought, oh, my goodness, it just grieves you. Uh, one of violence on a school bus among children. Mm. And, you know, all of these things, <clears throat> excuse me, these things cannot just be understood to be natural occurrences. Um, mm. The increased rates of suicide that are, um, I guess, preceded by what would be considered struggles with mental illness. Um, you can't just ignore those things or look at those things as if they have there. There's no implication that there's an unseen force at work. Yeah. And so we talked yeah. about that yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I use three stories yeah. as the backdrop Man. there that are kind of disturbing, really disturbing. Right. <laughs> um, but that's 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 just sort of like a quick you know, look at what is currently happening in our culture. There are stories that are far worse than those. Yeah. And the stories are far, far more frequent yeah. than just the three that I pulled out. Yeah. And so my question was, are we ready to discuss um, what's mm. really happening? Like what's, what's really going on and um, do that without the fear of being looked at as somebody who's crazy or not exactly, you know, anchored. So, right. Right. Anyway. Um, let's go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. Again, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Scott in Louisiana. Hi, Scott. Hey, Will and Nikki. It's Scott, Louisiana. This is my guest shot on Fridays, Gumbo. Friday. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> uh, hey, no, I got a serious note. Well, first I got a question. Will, were you not feeling so great because Mickey had to stick that on there? Notice how she stuck the grate back on. Oh, the wire. <laughs> uh, was she took it away for a moment. Yeah, uh, no, took, serious. Uh, actually, serious. To the first segment early in the week, and in this whole, I guess my comment I think ties into it that rather than simply be obedient to what the scriptures tell us to do, mm-hmm. we want to get ahead of God and save people. Mm-hmm. Now, don't misunderstand my thought here. Mm-hmm. I'm to share the gospel, and I think about the sower and the, and the, and the soils. Mm-hmm. I'm not told to do anything to the soil. I'm just told to sow the seed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explain the gospel. I'm going to explain the reason for salvation, that why we need it, maybe a little bit of law, maybe some grace. But it's not my job to save them. Mm-hmm. It's my job. How does You were talking earlier our faith. I want someone to receive faith. Then I want them to embrace the faith and be faith and be saved by it. And then I want them to apply the faith and grow in it. Mm, but faith amen. comes by hearing mm-hmm. and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to be nice to people. I want to do that relational stuff and all that's great. Mm-hmm. But salvation, faith comes by hearing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not sharing the gospel, sharing the word of God, and I don't mean I got to speak eyes and vows and King James. Mm-hmm. But you get my drift. We yeah. got to share the gospel because it's the word of God. It's not my personality. It's not my friendliness. It's not my kindness. It's not works. It's the word of God that brings faith and it requires faith to be saved. Oh. Amen. Sometimes we get ahead of God and we want to say, oh, I led somebody to Christ. No, you didn't. You were obedient to do what you did. And yeah, you get to have some joy if they happen to get saved. But we don't get no credit. Mm. We take joy just in the fact that we're used by God in this world we live in to share the truth with people. Man, that that is so well stated, brother. Like, yeah. thank you so much for calling in with that. That's, you know, I think that's the encouragement and that's the reminder that we need in all of our efforts because 
I think what happens too often is that the human effort kicks in. And we do believe that if there's a certain amount of information we've got to have, a certain amount of training we've got to have, and no knock to information or training. But I think the point that you're making uh, this afternoon is very well made. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you. All right, we're going to grab the break, and we'll come right back to more of your phone calls. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio, 888-589-8840, Friday Gumbo Show. Stay right there. Friday edition. Thank you so much. This is American Family Radio, by the way. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Torin Wells with Joy in the Morning. Sweet Victory and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show, and Sweet Victory has loaded up the mm-hmm. phone bank. So without further ado, further ado, <laughs> adieu, adieu. <laughs> I'm not French. Um, no, you're not. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. I, that is French, right? Yes, I believe so. Jew. I think so. Go to the phone lines. Just All right, let's like, go to Michael <laughs> in Arkansas. Hi, Michael. Hey, how are you all doing? Doing hey, good. Michael. All right, well, I'll, I'll make this as uh, quick as possible so you have more time for other calls. About yesterday's show, I want to share a personal experience I had with a cousin that had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, dealt with it for years, and she had a particular, every time we blessed our home, my wife and I, we ignored our home, uh, order anything negative out of it, and she'd always feel very calm and just kind of just in a different space when she would come over. She was living with my mother at the time, and I went to go visit her, and God put it on my heart to anoint her and to pray for her, and what was actually going on the entire time, she had played with black magic when she was a teenager, mm. and a demonic spirit had got a hold of her. Mm. And through anointing her and praying for her, that weakened the spirit enough that she was able to pray for herself and get it off of her. Mm. But mm. there's way more of that going on than yeah. people are willing to admit. Because wow. we're supposed to command them out, just like Paul. Mm. Wow. Listen, let that y'all bring that up. Yeah, the Bible. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate you sharing that. Mm -hmm. And and look, nothing of what you just shared is like surprising or shocking to me. There are far too many (laughs) um, contemporary accounts of of people experiencing Mm -hmm. the manifestation of darkness and and evil in our world. Like this is not something that people are making up. In fact, I just recently subscribed to a podcast. I first heard this woman interviewed on Jan Markell's uh, show. And then I was reading an article about her starting a new podcast, kind of um, walking through what is happening with the occult and, and her, her testimony. And the name of the podcast is uh, X psychic saved. And she walks through how the Lord saved her and opened her eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, there's only two podcasts. So it's very new. Um, but she had a guest on who had done these cards and all this. And, and one of the things that, and the reason I bring that up 
is that one of the things that they made clear, not only have I heard this from this podcast, but I've heard this from other people who have interviewed when they have left um, the dark side, if you will, that there was always there was a door that they opened. Mm. There was something that they began to dabble in that that kind of took them down this path that they never really intended to go mm-hmm. uh, and found themselves steeped in the occult. And wow. so if if people check our page, I have a and another thing on there that looks at the fact that you've got this toy company that's making um, a crystal ball for kids mm. where you can cast a spell and read a fortune and and the the crystal ball actually fills with smoke and you create this creature that then comes to life and can read your fortune and tell your future. And there are some people who are content to look at that and say, oh, "Miki, it's just a kid's toy." Okay. <laughs> right. So, but the thing is though, right? You just innocently allow your kid to start exploring the dark side and right. to start dabbling in those things that the Lord God expressly for, forbids. That's it's right. the open door. Right. And so anyway, thank you so much for sharing that, Michael. I appreciate thank it. You. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Colleen in Biloxi. Hi, Colleen. Hello, Colleen. Okay. Let's go to Lynn. <clears throat> Hi, Lynn. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same subject, too. I heard your program yesterday, and um, I heard about this from Jan Markell also, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's every other month, um, MarkHenryMinistries.com, or they also have it on um, Jan Markell's website, OliveTreeViews.org. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's a special meeting they have, and they discuss... Uh, you know, different things. And they discussed people um, in uh, the ministry and, well, just Christians who are really working for the Lord and encounters that they have had. And um, it was really good because um, Pastor um, Mark um, was, you know, telling people how to handle it and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And anyway... I, I just think it's something that a lot of people should listen to because mm-hmm. they would be called crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And let me just take a moment to say here, this is kind of a programming note. You can listen to uh, Understanding the Times radio here on American Family Radio every weekend. You can also get the podcast so you can keep up with Jan Markell and her ministry. Mm-hmm. Th- there are people in the body of Christ who it is true of them that the Lord has called them to a certain ministry that if they weren't doing that ministry, we probably would feel it. And Jan Markell is one of those people. She, I, I so appreciate her program. I so appreciate the guests she has. Mm -hmm. I even appreciate those who fill in for her when she's away. I mean, it's just every time you listen, it is solid information. It is biblically supported. It is unafraid. It is unafraid to tell the truth. Right. And excuse me, in the culture that we're living in. And so I just want to say to the point that our sister Lynn was making, um, Olive Tree Ministries is is um, is a solid ministry. And uh, and the work that Jen Markell is doing is excellent. There are so many people that I've heard on her program that I've gone to research myself and learn more about their particular topic because I heard an interview that she did with them. So that's a quick plug. um, And I cannot recommend enough listening Mm -hmm. uh, to her program every weekend either here on American Family Radio or 
getting the podcast or some people doing both. All right. You can you can do both. Yeah. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Allison in Illinois. Hi, Allison. Hi, Addison. It's so great to get to talk to you. I really appreciated your program on Tuesday. I learned a lot. Mm. Oh, great. And I was I was wondering if you had any recommendations for books um, that you had found helpful um, or what you guys kind of recommend for finding a doctor who supports going a more natural route instead of just prescribing a, a pharmaceutical drug? Mm. Mm. Oh, man, that is a great question. Great question. I don't immediately have uh, any books that come to mind on this topic. Um, and unfortunately, I personally, Will the Great and I both personally depend on uh, word of mouth, people that we trust, yeah. um, people, you know, who we say, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. Who do you recommend I see for this? And the reason that they would recommend that person. So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be much help there. Will the Great, is there anything that comes to your mind? No, the only thing I could think of is there was a website with the frontline doctors. You oh, know, yes, um, that's great. Frontline um, doctors. Yeah, I don't, you might be able to Google that or DuckDuckGo, whatever you do. And um, and I know that they had a lot of things where um, they were really coming against what was being <laughs> put out there as lies, you know, and saying, no, you can use these uh, supplements and medicine and stuff like that. So that's the that's what initially came to my mind, but I don't know. I, I, I think that's a great recommendation. Yeah. I, I will say this, too, and, and this is going to be another plug um, for Jan Markell. She had a guest on, and unfortunately, I'm drawing a blank. But if you go back, you can listen to our archive shows where she had um, a bunch of information and resources on health and health care and the steps that Americans could take to protect themselves and to be vigilant. And so, unfortunately, I don't have that. If I If I had anticipated this question, I probably could have research that and maybe I will maybe I'll get that information and if you listen on a regular basis you'll hear me I'll I'll refer to it so I'll find that information for you so that I can bring it to air here during this program rather than send you to do all of that late work okay <laughs> well the great where do we go next all right let's go to Jay in uh, Mississippi hi Jay hey guys how you doing good Hello. good I'm doing fine hey um I'm a product of the uh 70s and 80s mm-hmm. um I'm born and raised in the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. This dog, this dog in the middle of the street. Hang on. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait. Yes, Why? I, Why do I, we I get all the I janky callers? No, no, we, I never hear calls like this on no, the Hamilton corner. Nah, he had one. He had one. I, really? I, I forgot to tell you. It was I, a I deer. I for him. Uh, tell this nice life. Okay. Uh, I'm a product of the 70s and 80s. Uh, you, you guys are right. Uh, I think the music has changed the mm-hmm. kids' mind. Yeah. Um, raised up in the church, Mahalia Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. But when I saw coming to my teenage years, I started drifting away. Mm-hmm. Mm. Started getting my little, you know, rebellion a little bit. Uh, that's when Public Enemy came out. Mm-hmm. And some of that music <laughs> was hitting right on time on what we was going through. Mm-hmm. But in the 80s, though, there was no cursing. Mm-hmm. But then here come um, uh, uh, NWA. Right. They came out. Right. Okay, this is something different. Right. Like, whoa, that just took everybody by surprise, and everybody wanted to do emulate on what the music was doing. Right. So, and you guys are right. These kids are listening to this stuff. 
but it's still uh, we have to nurture our kids and hope they would because once they graduate high school, like I told my son, see, I'm a single parent. Mm-hmm. Once they graduate high school, guys, the world is not going to treat you like dad treats you. Mm-hmm. So when you get out there and listen to this music, you cannot listen to this stuff. All this stuff is acting. Most of these guys mm-hmm. is just trying to sell records, so they're going to say what they got to say to sell mm-hmm. records. True. But unfortunately, these kids are out there doing this stuff. Right. They want to do what these rappers are doing. And um, and uh, in these books, uh, do you believe, in your perspective, I know the governor of Florida said that he tried to ban a lot of stuff. Um. I don't want to put y'all on blast or anything like that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> in your perspective, can we, I mean, should we do away with a lot of books and libraries? Grant you, the phone can pull up just just about anything. <laughs> True. Yeah, Not the right. The phone can put up anything. So I don't, I'm confused on what this governor's talking about in Florida. He do got a point on certain things, but certain things like, uh, governor, you know that there are cell phones these kids can get, mm-hmm. and they can just pull up just anything they want to pull up. So, yeah, that's true. Could you I, I would, on something? Yeah, yeah I would yeah. say this. I do think that parents you, and um, and local school officials have a responsibility to protect children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the difference in the cell phone access and having certain books inside of public schools is that if you've got a kid who has a phone, I you would hope that certain schools would not allow um, kids to just have phones like that, you know, out and about. But I, I'm I'm under no delusion that that's not the case. I understand that kids <laughs> right. have their phones. The difference is that those schools are funded by taxpayer dollars. So I think every parent has the prerogative to say, you know what, I don't want that type of literature Mm -hmm. in a library that I'm paying for. Now, when you've got a kid who has a phone, that parent is paying for that phone for that kid. Mm. That that is their business and their concern. Right. But when you've got a public school and you've got a, a library that is being funded by the taxpayer, the taxpayer has a responsibility and has an interest in what types of books are there. And and so the types of books that have come to light um, as of late here that are pornographic, I mean, right. to, to, to put it mildly, th- th- these are not the kinds of books that little children need to be reading. So I would say, yes, there should be some interest there. I think that what uh, local school boards are doing, um, what, government officials are doing and taking an interest, I think it's good. So that's, I just say that um, in short. Will yeah. the Great, where do we go next? Rebecca in Mississippi. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, how are y'all doing today? Doing good. Hello. Hi. Um, so I, I was listening to the show yesterday and I just, um, man, it hit me hard because, um, you know, I recently am divorced, but my husband suffered with alcoholism for about two years, and I done. I tried to stick by and and get him help and do everything that I could, and it just escalated until one day there was an act of, of physical violence, and I will tell you this: when I looked at his face, and um, it, it was a different person. It, it was not him. It, it was it was terrifying, and it was the first time in my life that I had ever witnessed anything like that um but you know after that you know i i, I had to take the steps to you know to, to get it i couldn't stay mm-hmm. in that situation mm-hmm. um when it was over and this is my testimony god started revealing things to me a little at a time 
it wasn't just alcoholism. I had people calling me telling me that there was infidelity. Mm. Um, it, it just infidelity, possible drug, just all of these things. Mm. And I, you know, I told my mother, I said, you know, I don't think that I, I think God knew that I couldn't have handled it all at one time. So little by little, he revealed it to me. Mm. Rebecca, let me just say this. My, my initial response to what you're saying is that I'm so sorry yeah. for the loss of your marriage. And I'm sorry for the reasons. I'm sorry that when we are talking about um, substance abuse and substance addiction, so often it gets overlooked, the spiritual component of that. Mm. Um, we could probably say more, but we're out of time. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.